A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. 70 a.m. The Zone. If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, today we're going to focus in on dairy. Yesterday was Dairy Day at the Capitol. Dairy farmers being briefed on some of the important policy development happening at the State House. We're going to hear from one of those Wisconsin State representatives that was in the audience. He farms himself, and he says when farmers show up at those kinds of meetings, it makes a difference. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. So glad you're along with us. Well, as we expected, yesterday was the best day so far this week as far as temperatures are concerned. Today, we start turning it in the opposite direction. Today, we'll have partly sunny skies, daytime high, right around 15 degrees. And when you start factoring in the wind, we're all going to be headed to minus territory. Tomorrow, sunshine, but only 9 above. Friday, sunshine, 15 above. Saturday, for that uh, playoff game, snow showers in the morning, 23 are expected high. Stumach will have our weather details in about 15 minutes. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Yeah, it may be months down the road, but county fairs are already busy getting ready with vendors. There are walk-around acts and ways to attract you there. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Last week, everybody got together for one great networking event, the Wisconsin Fair Association. Taylor, you were there. Yeah, absolutely. And I spent the week working with members from the Wisconsin Association of Fairs and Fair Board members from across the state. I'm Taylor Schaefer at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And while I was there, I had a chance to talk with Jamie Bucky, the executive secretary and treasurer of the Wisconsin Association of Fairs, who says that over 900 people attended this year. I think first and foremost is that we're just back together. Uh, we had, you know, we didn't have our convention last year. We did a virtual version and then we followed it up with, you know, 12 weeks of Zoom calls. Um, so I think just the person to person part was what was needed and even our workshops this year although we had presenters we did not fill all of our workshops as a presenter driven we probably kept half of our sessions as a networking we gave them a topic and said let's talk about it because that's what we've missed we've missed that interaction if there's one thing about our fair family we share we are truly a family it's you know one thing that's very unique in our organization if you have a great idea and it's it's something that is successful at your fair there's another fair that wants to know what that is and share it, and we'll share the blueprints on how to do it. You know, why should we all recreate the wheel? Every fair can make it their unique, but it's a great program that's working, so why not share it? So I think just the fact that we could get back together and we all missed the interaction um, that you, yeah, you can see smiling faces on a, on a screen, but it's just the togetherness and the amount of networking that gets done at our convention 
is the number one success that we have here. What has the overall response been from attendees and even from board members here at the state? So coming into convention, you know, it's the first one, uh, especially with, you know, COVID numbers rising and so forth. You sit and you say, how many people are going to come to convention? We are so pleasantly surprised that our numbers of attendees are right in line with where we've been in the past. The fairs just came out with their members. From an associate standpoint, um, we were down numbers of associates. Was, you know, somebody who normally sent us five, six associates maybe only sent us two, but yet our associates were represented like they've been in the past. So everyone, you know, is pivoting on the point that they need to make their organization work, but um, turnout's been fantastic. Workshops have been well attended. Um, it's, yeah, everything's just been fun, fair, networking, all in one, you know, get together again. And Jamie, what's in store for 2022? So I think for 2022, the things that our fairs walk away with, we have a lot of changes with ATCP 160. So all of our fairs, member fairs are part of following those the rules of ATCP 160. So we're in the process of, of bringing some of those rules, fine tune them a little bit, clean up some wording, some things that we have seen over the years that we need to tweak, we're, we're putting into that rule. So getting that done so that it can be effective coming into the 2023 fair season. I know you're going to be like, we just got done talking about we're going into 2022, but that process takes a long time. So that work now uh, probably won't be implemented until October, you know, so that's how far ahead we're thinking of certain things. So that's a big one for us. I think the other thing is big discussions that we've had, like the Carnival Amusement Business was here. Everyone's having issues finding people to work. You're, you're all hearing the same thing. So how can our fairs adjust the traditional side of what they've been doing at their fair, but make it still profitable? So where are you finding workers? Where are you finding the volunteers? And what things can you change that maybe can can be done, you know, by going online to do it and yet still come to the fair. So I think we're all trying to find a better way to be more efficient so we can do things with, with less manpower. And we've seen that decline in workforce across industries, but we've also seen a decrease in exhibits and even the number of exhibitors at our fairs. What is the Wisconsin Association of Fairs doing to help bring those numbers to where they were before the pandemic hit? Yeah, it's always a topic of discussion. One of the things in my position, I've been um, on a on a task force with the um, UW Extension. We meet on a monthly basis and we talk about um, talk about with them this partnership that we have. Like 4-H is a huge part of fairs, and we've seen it. We've seen a trend of was it because of the pandemic? You know how people aren't coming back out right away. Does, will that change in this coming year? We don't know. Those are concerns. So, you know, we, ha we have those discussions. Um, we're working with our fairs as well to say, what other organizations can show at your fair? How are you enticing? How, are you changing your premium books? Are you changing stuff up to entice a, a new generation to come? The other thing that our fairs are trying to do or we keep enticing is how do you promote ag education in a fun way? Because the further and further we are removed from ag, you know, now we're probably what five generations is the norm now. So how do you how do you educate the family, both the parent and the kid, that you make them want to come back again? And our, our fairs get really creative with their egg. They have egg tents, you know, discovery barns, all that type of stuff. And I think we're just finding that it's not just the egg part. We even have to have our fairs promote the different type of exhibits. So think about how Let's say you go in your exhibit building. I've seen Lego contests. I've seen all these different areas where they're like, you do a, a on-site type of demonstration, um, where if a kid sees, oh, I could do, I could do a Lego thing. Yeah, I could bring that as a project to the fair. I think we're having to learn to take the spin of 
enticing them and showing them a simple thing that they can do that's fun and exhibit because we're we're we have to find a way to get you know more exhibits to come in is there any kind of funding or grants available through the Wisconsin Association of Fairs to help build those agricultural programs at local fairs? When Bob Williams passed away, you know, he was such an advocate for us. And one of the things he thoroughly enjoyed was what I had just talked about, the ag adventure uh, type of displays that we had. So in his honor, we had sent uh, set up a $1,000 grant. And um, this is, our, I believe, our fourth year that we are presenting it. Um, we chose to cho- uh, give out two $500 um, cash awards. And basically, fairs can apply. Uh, once a year it's usually by November Uh, they tell us a project that they're going to do to promote more ag education at the fair and they just show us what that program is what their expenses are going to be it's actually a really simple process and then the next year they come back and they do a a display and tell me what you did how did you use it Um, but it's a way to keep Bob's memory alive in the one aspect of the fair that he just thoroughly thought fairs are doing a great job on and so we could get all the fairs to do that. The other area that we were really excited about is we were teaming up with the Midwest Farm Report, and we are taking a fair story contest that Bob Williams also started, which I think is funny. We started it in 2014, and, and when we were talking about the program uh, at convention, we we referenced a line in there, and Bob was like, let's share fair stories so that the future generations know. It was with our theme this year on Back to the Future. But the fair story contest is going to kick off on March 1st. Applications will be able to be between March 1st and May. Tell us your fair story. Bob was a great storyteller, and the one thing, he loved hearing fair stories. And over the years, we've had some great ones. I can tell you one about a purple bunny. I can tell you about people who got engaged at the fair. I mean, we have just found such humor in these different stories. Um, There was one where this guy had tickets that he, they were in the garbage, and he stole them. And the next year, he went to the fair and rode all these rides and had this guilty, I mean, it was great stories and everyone has one right but they don't think to share them so we are super excited that on a new platform and social media all generations can submit it they can record it they can videotape it they can email it but they're going to be able to share a fair story and at the end of the day win money so the grand prize is going to be five hundred dollars the reserve grand champion will get two hundred fifty dollars and then in june we'll announce who that winner is but then may will lead up to share these stories that are out there and then i just think people will get to relive the fair of of every generation I mean and you can submit all all the stories you want that's one thing that we found this this last year when we had fairs it didn't happen and then you had a year where fairs were back people wanted to be at the fair they so totally missed it so let's keep on that same excitement level and have people share their fair stories that's Jamie Butkey, the executive secretary and treasurer of the Wisconsin Association of Fairs, who says they are working hard to bring exhibitors and their families back to Wisconsin's county, district, and state fairs this year. Through grant programs like the one created in Bob Williams' memory, the Wisconsin Association of Fairs is also hoping to expand the number of agriculture education programs offered at fairs across the state. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Taylor Schaefer. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Because of you, someone will feel more at home in their new home. Because of you, living with memory loss is a little less scary. Because you put the Bright Star in senior living. Bright Star is looking for caregivers and resident assistants. Bright Star believes in providing the highest quality assisted living and memory care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. This looks like a car. 
Ass tires. Headlights, a hood. Windshield wipers. The doors look like car doors. Open like them too. There's a front seat and back seat, steering wheel. 99.9% .9 of the time, this would be a car. But it's not. This is a bedroom. Anita Washington's for five weeks. There are people like Anita all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll provide Anita and other women, children, and men with nearly 20,000 nights of shelter. Just one part of more than $1.4 million in food, clothing, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. As a contractor, time is money. At Advanced Concrete, we pride ourselves on excellent service, like being on time with your delivery, having prompt and experienced drivers. We think you'll agree, Advanced Concrete outperforms the other guys. The concrete producing company, the contractors rely on Advanced Concrete. Producing concrete foundations to maintain concrete relationships. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yeah, you may have to hang on to something today, especially as the winds kick up. It is time to check in with our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us. I already kind of noticed it this morning. Granted, temperatures right now are probably about as warm as we're going to get, but I got a feeling that wind is going to start kicking up. Is that correct? You are absolutely correct. The wind is going to kick up a bit more and add to the chill. So unfortunately, overall, it's going to feel like a pretty cold day around here. I mean, I think we're talking wind chill values, uh, at least for today, down around 10 or 12 below. But as we head to overnight, not into the day Thursday, wind chill values more likely pushing down toward 15, 20, 25 below. So it is going to feel a lot colder because of some strong wind. But a cold front moved through here yesterday. That opened the gate and let the cold air in. That cold front lining up today from lower Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, down to Missouri. Nothing for us to really worry about precipitation-wise. Some snow down in Nebraska, southern Iowa, northern Missouri, way down around that front. That's where it's going to stay. But high pressure is strengthening in from the northwest, and that high is the reason that, yeah, we ought to have a little sunshine. That's going to seem pretty nice, but we also get the cold air, and the winds get stronger. There's quite a bit of circulation. It's going to get pretty windy in between the strong low in Ontario and that high dropping in from the northwest. And that's why those wind chill values kick up, and we have wind chill advisories in effect tonight. Midnight tonight till noon tomorrow, and that does include La Crosse, Mauston, Madison, uh, kind of ending just on the Oshkosh, Fond du Lac, Beaver Dam line. West of that is where the wind chill advisory does kick in, and we will stay on the colder side, getting colder overnight, staying that way Thursday. We start to turn it around toward the end of the week. A little moderation, a bit of a warm front tries to edge on in to wrap up the week. But as just that little bit of mild air enters, that's when that chance of snow pops up. That's most likely on toward Friday evening or into early Saturday. Very light snow. I wouldn't expect accumulations or anything, but a little light snow will be seen. At least the temperatures stay a bit more mild, getting back to almost normal for Saturday. 
and then we reinforce that cold air. That's the unfortunate part. Sunday and into early next week, back to that colder than normal spell. Most of next week looks to be struggling to get back near normal. So a colder spell coming our way. Fortunately enough, not quite as windy as it'll be today, tonight, and into the day tomorrow. I think that's going to give us a little break from wind chills. But a real winter feel is exactly what's settling in and what's going to stay with us as we make our way right into next week with that small little interruption, at least for Friday and Saturday, when we get just that small warm-up. There's not a whole lot more to talk about as far as that warm-up. Like I've said, getting back to about normal, and our normals now should be at about 27 degrees for a daytime high, about 10 degrees above for a nighttime low. So when we start talking below zero tonight and staying in single digits and teens right through the rest of the week, that is colder than normal. And keep in mind, with that wind, cover up as much of your exposed flesh as you can. This is the time to, again, take it seriously. I know, we're all tough. I'm going out for a minute or two. I'll get something done. It'll be great. And that's about the time something goes wrong in the tractor and you spend more time outside than you thought. And you get that frostbite, that twinge on your cheek or your ear, the end of your nose. And then it's a little too late. You have to take more more important measures with healthcare and everything else. So take it seriously, bundle up, let's all be safe. I'll have forecast details right after this. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compier Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com slash crop insurance. Compere does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. All righty, Stu, let's have a little bit more on the details here. I mean, honestly, we're going to have to tie a knot. We're not going to get much better until maybe Saturday. Yeah, Friday we get some improvement. Saturday, the mild day, and that's when a little snowfall will be around. We'll have to deal with that, too. So, partly sunny today, the Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast, partly sunny and cool, low double digits. I think 12 could be a warm spot at Madison, a little cooler in the west. The northwest winds 10 to 20, gusting to 30. Wind chills today not too bad, 10, 15 below. Overnight we stay clear and drop just below zero, two or four below. And the northwest wind 5 to 15. On Thursday, a sunny day, stays cold. Oh, about eight above single digits. Wind chills 10 and 20 below with the northwest wind only at about 5 to 10. By Friday, some sunshine returns. Back up in the teens, 14 or 15 at best. Winds become south about 5 to 10. Late Friday into Saturday, some light snow, snow showers, if you will, Pam. And then at least mid-20s for that one day on Saturday. So be ready to make the most of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Because then it is back to more sub-zero stuff, probably front part of next week, huh? Yeah, right into next week, the, the you know, the teens, the double digits only, it's going to be kind of cold. Man, isn't it? Isn't it wild that 30 degrees can put a smile on our face at this time of the year? Well, yesterday was beautiful. Lacrosse officially hit 39 yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, buddy. Well, talk to you tomorrow and get more of the dirty details, all right?
Oh, absolutely. See you later. Stumach is our ag meteorologist with those weather numbers that you may or may not want to hear, but we cannot lie. That is the way it's going to be. So, again, if you're going to be heading to Dairy Strong today, make sure you're bundled up. And don't forget, try to arrive early so that you got decent parking and don't have to walk too very far. Of course, uh, that goes on today and tomorrow at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. I'm going to be joining the folks on stage this afternoon to introduce you to some of the participants. See you there. You can go to dairyforward.com for more. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe this spring with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. The best soybeans in Wisconsin just got even better. The next generation of Enlist E3 soybeans are here and available now from Dairyland Seed. We're talking unique genetics, only available in Cordova brand products, an improved agronomic package, including better tolerance to white mold and more yield potential with proven performance in research trials. Make the better choice with next-gen Dairyland Seed brand Enlist E3 soybeans. Visit DairylandSeed.com or contact your local Wisconsin dealer to learn more. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to DeKalb, constantly innovating products and technology to maximize crop protection, production, and yields. And from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. Our traffic laws are important safety rules designed to protect all of us. Sometimes though, even if you do everything right, another driver may break those rules. Clifford and Rihala knows how often negligent drivers break the rules, how drunk or distracted drivers cause serious injuries and millions of dollars in other losses every year. While no one can eliminate the risk from negligent drivers, there are important steps you should take after a crash to protect yourself from additional harm. If you've been injured, you need skilled attorneys who have the knowledge and experience to help you recover all of your losses. At Clifford and Rihala, we help people who have been hurt when someone else breaks the rules. We'll be there for you to help make things right. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Escape the madness and hit the snowy, snowy slopes at Tyro Basin. With Mother Nature and massive snow-making equipment on your side, all the runs are open with thousands of pounds of that champagne powder you just love to cut through. It's the perfect place for all levels of skiing and snowboarding. And perhaps you're not too sure about skis and snowboards. Well, Tyro Basin's got that covered. Grab your friends and check out the gigantic snow tubing hill and have an absolute blast this winter season. 
From the family-friendly snow tubing and beginner slope options to the more challenging runs for the highly experienced. It's all right here at Tyrol Basin. Change your winter experience forever. It's an exhilarating breath of fresh air. Escape the madness. Hit the snowy slopes and join the Tyrol Basin family. Just minutes from Madison near Mount Horeb. For details on hours and pricing, visit TyrolBasin.com. The Bergstrom used car sale is underway at all Bergstrom locations. Get 1.89% financing for six years on over 2,000 used SUVs, trucks, and cars. Plus, inventory grows daily. Shop Wisconsin's largest used vehicle inventory, all with upfront pricing, including their exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. These vehicles are Primo Prime Select and Certified. Warranty included. Swap your old beater for something neater as Bergstrom will give you top dollar for your trade-in. Plus, 1.89% financing for six years on over 2,000 used SUVs, trucks, and cars. Two approved credit on 2016 and newer vehicles. Older vehicles qualify for different rates. See store for details. Stop into any Bergstrom location today or shop and purchase at BergstromAuto.com. Hurry! Bergstrom's financing offer during the used car sale ends January 31st. 2022. What to do with three days off each week? A quick trip up north? Hit the bike trails around the Driftless? Or just lounge around binge watching your favorite movies? When you work at Cardinal Glass in Mazamani, your career is world class so you can live first class. You work four days a week with three days off. Cardinal Glass in Mazamani is now hiring production associates and maintenance, competitive pay, advancement opportunities, medical, dental, vision, profit sharing, and more. Apply today at Cardinal Glass MAZO. We need someone, San Francisco, to get to the quarterback here. Prescott takes off running the football. Whoa, I don't think this is going to work out. It will. They'll be on the clock because they were playing for it. Down, down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the official gets in the way. The game's over. Gosh, the game is over. Oh, he did. This is where you can't set your own ball as a center. you got to give it to the ref. Dak Prescott should have looked and found the ref. You can't give it to your center. Dak, find, find the ref. you got to give it to him, not, not the center. Wow, I am living if I'm a Cowboy fan and if I'm a Niners That's the fan. end of the game. The game is over. The game is over, and San Francisco survives and advances. Unbelievable. The referee tackling Dak Prescott. The the fans throwing trash at the referees. Dak Prescott saying more credit to them. Unbelievable scene at AT&T Stadium. We now welcome in Mike Clemens. Good morning, Mike. What's up, brother? Evo, um, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday on the Bill Michaels show, too. That whole series is something that happened to the Packers in 2010, and they were on the road playing Washington that day, and they end up losing a, a game in overtime, and Aaron Rodgers is driving down the field, and they've got time on the clock, a couple of timeouts. But there's one point where I went over the tape a second or third time, and then I asked McCarthy about it on Wednesday. You know, when you get to you lose a game on Sunday, you better get your questions in after the game or maybe on Mondays because on Wednesday they've moved on to the next team. But he was nice enough. I said, okay. there's a point there with about 20 to 15 seconds left where Aaron Rodgers is – like, you know, got his hands in the air, like, what's the play? What's the play? And then McCarthy said, well, we were in our, what would they call our church clock? Yeah. Well, he said that 
he said that Sunday night. What the hell's after church the Cowboys plot? Lost. Well, it, I, what it means is uh, if you get the ball, you've got X amount of timeouts, whatever the situation, maybe a minute to go. It's it's what you're trying. It's you know get me to the church on time. So you're playing a football game where you're looking at the clock, running the play, looking at the clock, running the play, and the plays are memorized. And what he has called thresholds, like okay, if you get from the fifty to you know there's forty, here's two or three plays we'll run. If you get from the forty to the red zone, here's two or three plays we'll run. All designed to get out of bounds. To you know, move things. The first play was great, right? Where he had that yeah. short little pass to the slot, then he flips it out to the guy who takes it out of bounds. I don't know where I don't know where in any two minute or one minute offense, the quarterback running with the ball, <laughs> and then continue to run. You know, till you get down to four seconds. You know, and Prescott thought, well, s- surely they'll give us the time back because you know the referee is the problem here. But um, what a mess. <laughs> what a mess and, indeed. And in Green Bay, you know, what, you know what changed? Aaron Rodgers calls all the plays now with two minutes. Oh. That's the difference. Give it to the guy that beat an astronaut in Jeopardy, yes. Aaron Rodgers, you know, I'll call the plays, okay? I don't, I don't, I don't want some so, sort of a template. Look at me. I'm the play caller now. Yeah, yeah and, and, and he's held that right for several years. So it'd be interesting if he talks about that today in his press conference. But... Um, boy, the 49ers, man, the execution of that running game with Elijah Mitchell, you know, close to 100 yards, and you would see him. There was one play where he took off over the A-gap, over the left guard shoulder. And from the, you know, 50-yard line, the TV version, you're watching it, and it's like, uh, man, how do you get through all those people, just blow through right through the middle of the line and pick up another 9, 10 yards? And so then you look at the, you know, the, the end zone shot, and first you see the slot guy making a great, you know, left-to-right move uh, in the jet sweep, which if you're the linebackers, you know, you can't see any of this stuff. If Garoppolo keeps bent over with the ball low, you can't see where the ball is. Does the quarterback have it? Does the guy sweeping from left to right have it? Is he handing it off to the running back? And, they, and all that happens at the same time. They pull a guard. You know, these defensive linemen – they can't just push these or these guards. They just can't push these big defensive linemen. They have to either double team them, or they got to trap block them. And so you see them pull the right guard, and you know, the holes are created usually by when you pull a guard like that, or, yeah. or you double team. It's not by pushing a guy. It's a double team. That's what creates the hole. So they they double team. They push a guy, and then you look downfield, and you know Micah Parsons. He's just blown out of the picture, and you look up, and it's George Kittle. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, when farmers take the time to leave their operation and attend meetings or go to the state capitol and visit with elected officials, it makes a difference. That was the message we heard yesterday during Dairy Day at the Capitol. Our own Taylor Schaefer was there visiting with some of those elected officials and how they listen to farmers when it comes to putting policy together. Stick around for that. I'm PM Yankee. So glad you're along with us. Yes, it is a chilly Wednesday. We'll look for daytime highs today. No better than 15 degrees. Overnight lows minus three. Cold tomorrow, nine above with overnight lows minus seven 
by Thursday evening. Going to be a chilly weekend for those folks that are headed up to Nina. The 2022 Outstanding Young Farmer Award weekend is this weekend in Nina. Want to wish the best of luck to this year's nominees that include Keith and Stephanie Abst from New Franken, Brianna and Dylan Handel from Barnevelt, Matt and Sarah Hintz from Amherst, Ryan and Megan Prelwitz from Ripon, Mike and Gina Radetsky from Colby, and Kyle and Rachel Zwig from Igzonia. Good luck. One of those couples will be selected to represent the state in the 2023 Outstanding Young Farm Awards Congress that's going to be happening in Appleton, actually, for 2023. So kind of exciting about that. Uh, Let's see. What can we say about this date, January 19th? Well, Happy birthday to Dolly Parton. She's 76 years young today. And on this day back in 1939, the chicken plucking world record was set. Now, in case you're not familiar with what chicken plucking is, basically it's hand defeathering a bird that's going in the freezer. Uh, you pull the feathers out, and that's a tedious job. Believe you me, I remember when I was a little kid and we butchered on the farm. Chicken plucking is something that takes skill. Well, the record was set on this day back in 1939 by a guy named Ernest Housen from Fort Atkinson. No idea how many chickens he plucked to set the world record, but he did, and now you know. It is a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Auction Group. You know how to find them, don't you? Online, S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group. Or you can always pick up the phone and call them toll-free, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewins along with us, as usual, for a quick update on what's going on. Boy, oh boy, I just looked at the calendar the other day. Maybe it's the football playoffs, uh, Ashley, that caught me by surprise. We are quickly getting toward the end of the month, and that's an important deadline for anybody that wants to be included in your upcoming catalog, right? Yes, that's for sure. You know, we send that spring catalog that's got all the auctions in it that are upcoming for the spring season are going to be in that catalog. It's going to be in the mail uh, March 1st. But to get in that catalog, you got to have your auction booked by the end of January. And, and you're right, January just seemed to come and go just like that. But, you know, we're, it seems like we're booking lots of auctions every day. So it's going to be a really busy spring auction. But don't short yourself. You want to be in the catalog. Well, I was going to say that catalog is probably picking up some poundage these days because you mentioned before the auction business is red hot right now. Yeah, it really is. And so we send that out to registered bidders, banks, trust attorneys, lawyers, people in agriculture. So, and we don't charge that to the client. So that's really benefit for you to get in the catalog. Again, let's remind clients why they want to partner up with the Steffes Auction Group, Ashley. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a couple individual pieces. It doesn't matter if it's a dairy, if it's land, if it's agriculture construction. You guys are equipped with specialists that will be ready to handle it. Yeah, you know, you think of the market and just, just for some perspective here, we sold equipment to 48 different states this last year and 13 different countries. So we're bringing that worldwide market right to your farm. And at escalated prices, I mean, every once in a while, I have to take a breath when you tell me about what some of this used equipment is still commanding for price. 
Yeah, who thought we'd sell a four-wheel drive tractor for half a million bucks that's right. used? Right. Yeah, with hours on it, right. And, you know, that's yeah. the other thing is people are preferring to go with something they know, something they've already used. So if you're looking at that equipment, you've been trying to wrestle with the decision, now may be the time to pull the trigger. And remind them, Ashley, how your staff helps people walk through that process. Yeah, we're really full service. So it starts with that phone call and then, you know, we come visit your farm, we come look at that piece of equipment. Maybe it's a construction line, maybe it's just a, uh inventory reduction of some kind. And we come out there, we do a full inspection, we give you an evaluation, and then we talk about the best option to sell it and timing. Yep, that's right. And do it quick. Ashley Hewen is one of the fellas you'll be talking with. Again, the toll-free number to reach the folks at the Steffes Auction Group, 800-726-8609. 800-726-8609. Keep in mind that February deadline to make sure that you are included in their spring catalog. You can find more details and see the full complement of auctions that the Steffes Group is working with and putting together every day at the Steffes Group. S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Nancy Cavazanchin joins us to talk about the upcoming Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo happening February 3rd and 4th and the outstanding speakers you'll be hearing from. We start our day on the big stage with Sarah Wyatt, and she's going to give us an inside scoop on what they're talking about in Washington, D.C. and our policy. And then really popular Eric Snodgrass, our ag meteorologist, will talk about the short-term and the long-term weather implications for the season ahead as well as uh, what we we can look for in the future. Um, so those are two really, really big keynotes. And then the second day, Willie Vote will give us some insight into the machinery and the innovation in agriculture. He'll be just back from the Consumer Electronics Show, and we'll talk about all the new exciting technology coming to agriculture. Register now for the 2022 Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo at cornsoyexpo.org, February 3rd and 4th in the Wisconsin Dells. Losses with the Dow Jones Industrial Average seem to impact our corn and soybean prices yesterday. The good news is we're turning it around as far as corn and beans are concerned this morning. Right now, March corn's up about seven cents at 606. December new crop corn up four at 561. March soybeans are up a dime currently at 1371. November beans are up eight cents at 1291. Wheat held its own yesterday. March wheat overnight is up another dime at 779. July new crop is up nine, 768. On the dairy side of things, barrel cheese was down a half yesterday at 195 and a half. 40 pound black cheese dropped four at 188. The double A butter though on Tuesday up Five and a half cents at two seventy-eight a pound. February milk's unchanged right now at twenty-one sixty-two a hundred weight. The March milk that's up seven currently twenty-two fifty-five a hundred weight. You know when farmers take the time to leave their farming operations, attend meetings, or more importantly visit with elected officials, it makes a difference. That was the message shared yesterday during Dairy Day at the Capitol. Our own Taylor Schaefer was in the audience. Wisconsin's farmers hold few seats in legislature, but that doesn't mean their voices aren't being heard. I'm Taylor Schaefer for the Midwest Farm Report, and I had a chance to speak with Representative Travis Trannell, who's a lifetime dairy farmer from Grant County that has taken his passion for agriculture and the dairy industry with him to Madison. And Representative Wisconsin's Dairy 
dairy farmers, including yourself, are facing challenges like supply chain disruptions and that struggle to find workers. But what's being done at the Capitol building to help solve some of these issues or even to help ensure the viability of the industry moving forward? Great question. I th- in terms of the legislature, I think we're more, especially at the state level, we're more interested in dairy uh, big picture. So the the short-term issues in terms of like supply chain, I wouldn't say uh, we directly involve ourselves into those issues because quite frankly, in the short term, there's really not a lot that we can do. But the Dairy Innovation Hub is a great example of of something we can point to where it shows that our state government is very well aware of the impact uh, both fiscally and just throughout our people that agriculture has in the state. So many people are tied to agriculture, whether you're a farmer yourself, you work on a farm, maybe you work in a business that supplies farms, so directly or indirectly, just lots of people throughout our state involved in agriculture, and our government's well aware of that. We know it's uh, it's our history. Uh, we work every day to make sure it's our future, and we want to make sure that uh, the legislation and the uh, requirements and regulations that are passed are are friendly to agriculture so that we don't put them at a competitive disadvantage uh, when it comes to competing not only with other states but now we're competing with other countries as well as you well know ag is a, a global industry and there's also some discussion about passing truth and labeling bills for milk other dairy products and even meat but where does that stand today Yeah, at a very broad level, uh, we've got some bills moving through the legislative process right now. We call them truth and labeling bills, but essentially what they do, uh, they make sure that anything that's labeled as dairy uh, comes from a cow or comes from a goat. Uh, comes from an animal that has hooves, basically. So we don't want any nut juice being called or labeled milk. Pretty common sense. Same thing when it comes to meat, and people might wonder why that's important. But uh, today, we see a lot of things that are being grown out of cultures and grown in labs. And in the not-too-distant future, it's not unrealistic to have an entire uh, meat case in a grocery store that's going to be filled with meat that was artificially grown out of a culture. And and that's fine. There, you know, those things might might get approval from the Food and Drug Administration, and there may be a place for them in the market. We're not saying that there's not. But what we are saying is that if they're going to be sold, consumers have a right to know what they're purchasing. They should know if their milk came from a cow or if it came from oats. They should know if their meat was grown in a lab or if it came from a black Angus cow. Uh, I think that's common sense. I think it's very fair. And quite frankly, farmers spent a lot of their own money through checkoff programs developing and educating consumers about the health benefits of all of these products. And for other industries now, just to jump on and steal that label just isn't right. And Representative, what do Wisconsin's farmers have to look forward to in this next legislative session? Well, as dairy farmers and farmers in general, I think we're always eternal optimists. There's lots of good things to look to. Obviously, futures are encouraging right now. Uh, The Dairy Hub continues to do good work in our state. We're very excited that uh, World Dairy Expo has decided to remain in Madison. But broadly speaking, our state is in a very strong fiscal position. When I first got elected, we were running a deficit of about $3.6 billion. Today, our surplus is in the billions. And why people should be excited is, one, that allows us to hold the line on taxes. We're cutting taxes in this state, not raising them. So I think everybody, no matter whether you're a farmer or you work in town, uh, should be happy about that. But then that surplus allows us uh, extra dollars to invest. And one thing that we're focused on uh, uh, hopefully next session is going to be to try to put together some sort of package where we can uh, substantially increase our investment in town roads. Uh, something I think a lot of farmers would agree needs to be done. I, I joked at our legislative panel in here, and it's really not a joke. I think we do more damage on our roads 
with equipment than we do in the field. And so if we're going to continue to to lead the country and lead the world in terms of agricultural production, uh, we have to face facts and realize that it's time to invest in our town roads so our farmers can get their crops from the fields back to the farms and ultimately uh, to the marketplace and on consumers' plates. Again, that's Representative Travis Trannell, who says there is much to look forward to for Wisconsin's dairy, including truth in labeling bills and investing in both research and the next generation of producers. From the Dairy Business Association's Dairy Day at the Capitol, I'm Taylor Schaefer. Thanks, Taylor. And we'll have more dairy conversation starting today with the 2022 Dairy Strong Conference. That's happening today and tomorrow, Monona Terrace Convention Center. And just to give you a sense of the type of conversations that dairy farmers are having, This morning, they are going to get started discussing renewable natural gas uh, beyond low-carbon fuel standards. They're going to look at advancing renewable gas in Wisconsin, talking about carbon strategies and the future revenue streams for dairy within. They're also going to talk about farm management and different activism activities going on regarding animal rights. That's just this morning at Dairy Strong. You can find more information on the schedule at dairyforward.com. Avian influenza back on farmers' minds and in the south already impacting the wild bird population. More on that coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Imagine a brand new maintenance-free look for your home's exterior. Have Per Exteriors show you options like architecturally designed siding, which can give you the look of cedar without the worry of woodpeckers or painting. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe this spring with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, in this business, it's kind of crazy how you remember certain stories. For example, I remember being in China 
in 2015 with then-Wisconsin Ag Secretary Ben Bransall, as well as other Wisconsin uh, agribusinesses and other delegates, we were attending what China calls their World Dairy Expo. Why do I remember it so well? Because one of the people that was along on that trip was a USDA veterinarian that was on the phone constantly. I stepped up and asked her what she was monitoring, and she said, avian influenza in Wisconsin. That was 2015. Wisconsin actually detected its first case of avian influenza fall of 2014, but then the population's impacted only increased. By 2015, we saw multiple farms that had to depopulate their flocks because of avian influenza. And now it looks like a highly pathogenic avian influenza is making its presence felt yet again here in the United States. Right now, it looks like it's impacting wild birds in the south. For poultry producers, backyard and commercial, especially in the Carolinas. If you have not recently reviewed your biosecurity plan, now is a really good time to do that. Dr. Rosemary Sifford with the USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. That's because USDA has confirmed some more wild birds carrying the highly pathogenic avian influenza. On Friday, they detected one wild duck with the virus in Cullerton County, South Carolina. On Tuesday, officials said they had confirmed another one of those birds in Cullerton County, but also another bird in Hyde County, North Carolina. So again, she says poultry producers need to tighten up biosecurity. Try to make sure that you're... Um... Um, don't have any gaps that might inadvertently um, allow someone to bring virus into your facility. Which could be a huge problem for you as a producer, possibly for many others as well. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Thanks, Gary. Now, remember, the other reason why we pay attention to avian influenza isn't just the potential risk to our birds, to our livelihood, but remember, avian influenza can also possibly pose a threat to public health, to human health. Now, the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection has an excellent checklist if you're someone that's got backyard birds or you're someone that's in the poultry industry. Literally anybody that has chickens, turkeys, pheasants, quail, ducks, wild birds, particularly waterfowl, any of those animals need to be protected because the virus can be spread through feces, saliva, respiratory secretions, also contaminated equipment, even aerosol for short distances. What they suggest is that you start thinking about restricting access to your property and keeping your birds away from other birds. Make sure you're cleaning equipment, and that includes the clothing that you wear around the birds. Make sure that you're keeping new birds separate from your flock for 30 days' time. Don't share equipment with other people, and make sure if you do, you disinfect it before you put it back near your birds. Always wash your hands before and after you're handling birds, and then just keep an eye on them and see if they're showing any signs of possible avian influenza contamination. More details on what you can watch out for on the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade